Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, January 18th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And it includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Maya Sargent. And I'm Taylor Massetta. Here's what's happening near you. This morning, Microsoft announced plans to lay off 10,000 workers starting today. According to the company, these cuts are being carried out due to economic insecurity. Although these layoffs will only impact 5% of Microsoft's global staff, it is their largest cut in eight years. Abortion pills are now accessible free of charge in New York City. Yesterday, Mayor Adams announced his plans to improve women's health offering free abortion pills at four sexual health clinics throughout the city. The first clinic to provide free pills is a facility in the Morrisania section of the Bronx. Three other providers are expected to follow suit. There could be as many as 10,000 abortion pills dispensed a year by the four clinics, and it will now be easier for women to obtain the medication. They won't be asked about insurance or whether they are a U.S. citizen. This morning, mayors across the country came together in Washington, D.C. to discuss a number of national and local issues. Mayor Eric Adams addressed the ongoing influx of asylum seekers coming into New York City. Every item is on the table. We have a moral and legal responsibility to do what's right for not only all New Yorkers, but whoever comes to our city. The city has received over 40,000 asylum seekers since last April and is considering a number of ways to house people, including cruise ships in New York City harbors. Following the latest report, New York State announced yesterday that opioid deaths in-state have increased by 14%. The study also reveals a 13% increase in opioid-related ER visits. Investigations into these overdoses link these fatalities to the fentanyl in drug supplies. The fentanyl supply is also being compromised by a new drug, an animal tranquilizer called xylazine, known as Trank or zombie drug. Fentanyl is being laced with Trank, making the drug even more harmful. A recent Oxford academic study from the Journal of Analytical Toxicology found the presence of Trank in 36 states, including New York. The Mayor's Office of Immigrant Affairs plans to reveal a new immigrant heritage plaza today. Its commissioner, Manuel Castro, will unveil it today at 3 p.m. The material girl is taking over the material world. Madonna is heading off on her celebration tour, which takes her audiences throughout her 40-year career. The tour also pays homage to New York City, where the star got her start. Celebration kicks off in Vancouver on July 15th. It'll make 35 stops in North America before heading to Europe in October. Pink Floyd started their journey to the dark side of the moon on this day in 1973. And happy anniversary to Wham! George Michael and Andrew Ridgely recorded their first demos as a group 41 years ago today. Wham! was born in a portable studio that cost the singers just $32. And now I'm going to turn it over to my co-host Taylor Massetta for the latest sporting stories. Thank you, Maya. New Yorkers are more excited than usual this NFL playoff season. The New York Giants are in the playoff mix for the first time since 2016. This past Sunday, the Giants sailed past the Minnesota Vikings during the wildcard round, winning 31-24. In this weekend's divisional round, they'll face the Philadelphia Eagles, who have been on an absolute tear this year. The Giants have lost to them twice already this season, but are still looking to turn the tide. If the Giants can beat the Eagles this weekend, they have a shot at taking the NFC crown and making the Super Bowl for the first time since 2011. 
And sometimes before a big game, city mayors make a bet with classic hometown favorite foods as prizes. Mayor Eric Adams says that he wants to join the fun and give Philadelphia's mayor a slice of vegan cheesecake. Thanks, Taylor. For years, the New York City Department of Education delayed payments to child care centers throughout the city. WFUV's Renee Agostini went to a facility in Brooklyn, Little Sun People, to hear about how the lack of resources impacted the children and caretakers there. The kids at Little Sun People, a daycare center in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn, dash the door as they line up for their violin lessons. Their chattering is one of Fela Barcliffe's favorite parts of coming here. The teachers and students call her Mama Fela. Getting to see them, to smile at them, to be greeted by them, to greet them. They are just so beautiful and they just give so much hope for our planet, our world. Barcliffe founded Little Sun People 42 years ago in her home in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. She has proudly provided care to a diverse group of children for decades. Many low-income students in New York City rely on Department of Education-funded programs for early childhood care. But Barcliffe lost those students after the center lost their funding. Linda Clark teaches pre-K there. I have seven children now, as opposed to 18. That, that's, that's difficult because children, they feed off of each other. We want to help them socially and emotionally, and uh, the loss of funding has been detrimental to that. While many child care centers lost their DOE support due to a drop in enrollment during the pandemic, this was not the case for Little Sun People. They initially lost their DOE funding because their old building was not up to par with the Department of Health due to fire alarm issues. Now, Barcliffe says they are still being denied funding for moving out of that site and not properly informing the DOE of their move. This confused Aaliyah Barcliffe. She is Fela's daughter and also the educational director at Little Sun People. When it comes to DOE, you have an instructional coordinator, you have, uh, you have social workers, and they all knew that we were moving. So maybe they also didn't know that the protocol, but no, they never told us that that was against their regulations. We assumed that they were on team with us to get us out of that old site because we couldn't get approval there. And they are not alone in their funding being delayed or denied due to misunderstanding the DOE's handbook or a contract. Other providers also listed their grievances at a New York City Council meeting with the Committee on Education in October, just like Fela said. So many of the directors were having this self, the same exact issue and they had moved. They were just lost in contract hell. And the DOE is aware of these issues. The DOE did not reply to our request for comment, but the agency's Deputy Chancellor of Early Childhood Education, Kara Ahmed, also spoke at the October meeting. Without question, the Department of Education has built inadequate support systems, which we are striving to urgently address by greatly improving communication and customer service. Councilmember Rita Joseph is the Education Chair of the New York City Council. She agrees that confusing paperwork plays a big role in early child care centers losing funding rather than careless violations of protocol. The procurement process is horrendous and it takes a lot of patience and you have to know how to navigate that space. According to Joseph, sometimes the problem results from an error as simple as not submitting attendance. The DOE announced in November that they would solve this problem with rapid response teams who work with child care centers to work out any invoice issues. Let them know what the rules are before. Uh, maybe that's one of the things we can work on in the council is to provide something 
to guide them through the system, orientation on how to navigate the system. She hopes that this would give more accessible, reliable care to the 126,000 New York City children that rely on city-contracted early childhood programs. Getting stuff into government, the input is sometimes okay. The output is usually what delays everything. As for Little Sun people, this help can't come fast enough. Even though they received delayed pandemic funding, they are still not approved for DOE support because of their move. The children they take care of now are either paid for privately or by voucher. Pre-K teacher Linda Clark. You know, Mama Fela told us, she said, like, I've got I've got money to pay you all through January. Mm-hmm. It's not just us, as I've said, it's whole families that are affected. It was devastating to parents. They just worry about their children. They they love it here. We had a long waiting list of parents, and I'm sure we still do. Many of the parents on that waiting list just need DOE contracted programs to come back. Little Sun People currently has an ongoing case with the DOE to restore funding. They don't think they should have lost it due to such a small error. And they won't stop fighting to get those kids back. Reporting for WFUV, this is Renee Agostini. That was WFUV's Renee Agostini reporting on Little Sun People Daycare Center in Brooklyn. The childcare facility had their funding restored right before the holidays and is now able to enroll new students into their DOE subsidized program. In an email today, Fela Barcliffe told WFUV, We are sure we will survive. And that's our show for today. I'm Maya Sargent. And I'm Taylor Masada. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.